welcome to another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. And the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. A special Wednesday show. Yes, sir. The country, do you know what today is? Uh, 420. Mm-hmm. We'll be blazing up in this motherfucker. Hitler's birthday. Oh, son of a gun. Man, that is a bad timing for me that's to say tr- what I just that's said. That's a tough transition. <laughs> Tough transition. Also, happy 420 you, to those that... You set me up for that. <laughs> I set you up real Man, bad. I feel so bad. <laughs> happy 420. Uh, we will be celebrating, or slash currently are celebrating. We're going to get into that later with our Would You Rather Wednesday. A lot of baseball talk here today. And I'll tell you, fans online are already riled up. Because of tweets that I've put out there. We'll also get into a little bit of the football news. What's going on with Debo Samuel. And recapping uh, some basketball games from last night. But I did want to start with baseball. And uh, I'll tell you. This morning I sent out a tweet. I didn't know it was controversial. But I did see some backlash off of it. Uh, there's talk of MLB expansion. And there's also always talk of the A's and the Rays moving. I think this is something that's very simple. I don't even understand why it's like a debate or why we talk about it. To me, the Rays need to move to Nashville, Tennessee. It's a very fast-growing city. Um, you know, There are other teams even already looking at it, expansion possibilities there. They need to jump on that and just say, yeah, we're the Nashville Rays. They've got a AAA team there that's been um, at least pretty successful as far as attendance goes and things like that. And then the Oakland A's are another team. They just don't want to be there. And I think the Oakland A's fans and maybe even just the people of Oakland are in denial about that fact. I think they're even throwing out, like, honestly, conspiracy theory here. They're throwing out just crazy, like, hey, we want this stadium in this area. And it's going to cost billions of dollars or whatever. And I don't think that the city of Oakland is going to do that. And I think that the Oakland A's know that. So they're just throwing out these wild ideas just to be like, ah, you don't want us. We're moving to Vegas. So... A's to Vegas, Rays to Nashville. That seems to be just a perfect fit, in my opinion. You can stay within your same divisions. You don't have to worry about realignment. Yep. I, there are a lot of people in Tampa Bay and a lot of people in Oakland not happy with me today. Well, I mean, when you look at Tampa Bay, like they've had a lot of success the last couple of years, and their attendance is still awful. Like Nobody wants to go to their baseball games and watch them play, and you have a good team. Like There's a good product there. Why can why can you not get anybody in the stands? And if you don't have an answer for it and you still can't do it, then it's time to move on to something else. Go to Nashville where, like you said, the city is booming. It's growing. The Tennessee Titans, you know, have a successful fan base there. That stadium seems to be packed every day or every game, I should say. And then, like you said, the city, the tourism that's coming through there, people are going to want to stop in and go see a baseball game just because they're in town. That's going to help out. And plus, it's just a great city. Yeah, I think so too, and it it just it makes a lot of sense to me. I tell you, you might want to move on Nashville before the football team requests a new stadium. Yeah, <laughs> which is going to happen soon. 
So if you're the Rays, you you should probably get some things moving here. And, you know, with this whole um, teams moving thing, a lot of people have come out, and this has been a discussion for years, that that Tampa Bay, Tampa, the actual city of Tampa, is a good destination. And that they should move the stadium there because their stadium is actually located in St. Petersburg, which is across a bridge. Uh, you can get stuck there in traffic. There are not a lot of young people that live in St. Petersburg, and that's why attendance is so low. Uh, I Google mapped it. It's about 23 miles from St. Petersburg to Tampa. Now, if traffic is bad, I understand it. But I can't imagine moving a stadium 23 miles and then people deciding, yeah, we're here, we're going to show up. Like, I'm a Royals fan, and I travel two, two and a half hours to see games. Not every day, so I get that, but, like, I'm willing to travel for games. Are you not willing to travel for baseball games? Again, I've not been there. Maybe this is a very valid point, but I just don't know if there's a hungry baseball market in Tampa Bay, whether it is Tampa or St. Petersburg. Yeah, and the way we've talked about it before, they're all Yankees fans anyways from spring training. So it's like, well, we're not even going to watch the Rays. We'll just wait for the Yankees to come down here in the spring, and then we'll root for them during the season. Yeah, it's tough. And, you know, like you said, the Rays have been good. So it's not like the situation in Oakland where the the A's have been decent over the last couple of years. They're just never interested in actually competing. They'll they have been to a World Series. They'll get solid players in Oakland even. I mean, you just had Chapman and um, Olsen. Mm-hmm. Then you sold them off for parts. And they're just not interested in fielding that competitive team. So have I get you it. seen where they've thought about building the stadium or like yeah. locating it? I don't think it looks bad. I think I've talked to I asked some people on Twitter. I was like, is this something like you guys are actually interested in? And someone responded back to me. He's like, actually, this is a really pretty area. It's a good idea. We like it. I was like, man, I just don't know if I would want a shipping yard like in the backdrop of the stadium, like off the, the off the bay. It's just like, eh, I don't know. It, I mean, Oakland, you do what you want, but it all seems like you're probably just not going to have a team there anymore because you've already lost the Raiders. we got Jesse right here right. in the chat saying that the mayor of Oakland showed zero support trying to mm-hmm. keep the Raiders, so it won't be any different for the A's. Well, you might as well just head out then. Yeah, and you know, even with the A's as well, the city has shown no interest in wanting to pay for a new stadium, and that's been the case too. The owners don't want to pay a lot of money for a new stadium in Oakland. They want it to be taxpayer dollars, which I'm anti taxpayer dollars for stadiums and so i get it you know even when the st louis rams moved out of missouri it's like yeah bye see you later don't care and you're over there on that east side of the state anyway but i don't want to pay for that stadium and that was before i was a chiefs fan so i i wouldn't either and maybe with this ownership group a lot of people have been calling out like oh let's get a new owner in there that actually wants to compete then fans will show up that's going to be difficult to do to tell a team that is making millions of dollars, a group that's making millions of dollars in profit every year to like, hey, just sell your team if you don't want to compete. I mean, it sucks for you guys in Oakland. I get it. That's just kind of the the hand you were dealt. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to look at their you know, spreadsheet and see that big green number of like, oh, we're making millions of dollars here. Let's go ahead and get out of it. I just don't think that's going to happen. So I do think that they see this opportunity in like a Las Vegas to where they could move there, probably get a new stadium funded pretty easily, I think. And then you have people that are really excited. So even if you're not about putting a competitive baseball team on the field, it's a dollars thing. You're making more money in Vegas. And that's why I think people in Oakland or A's fans 
at some point you just got to be a realist and recognize this team's eventually going to move. Oh, 100%. And Jake <clears throat> Jake the Snake here in the chat. So being in a crappy stadium is the only reason that they're not trying to compete and pay players. It's a big reason why they need a salary cap floor. Couldn't agree yeah. more. Yeah. Like you're, it's kind of scummy, to be honest, and if that's your mindset and how you're going to do it as an owner. Mm-hmm. And then you just maybe fall but into a championship window, and it's just like... Yeah, it's tough with these professional sports teams, not just in baseball, because you do have certain ownership groups that they are there to make money. And that's what they care about. They, I mean, that's their whole intention. And then you have some other owners that are, they just want to win, that they're competitive. They they view this as they are part of the team. This isn't an investment opportunity. And I get it either way. It does suck for Oakland fans. You've been dealing with this for 30 years, if not more. But, I mean, my entire life, this has been the talk of the Oakland A's. Man, we're a really good team. We can't afford to keep these players. And, you know, players aren't showing up, or sorry, fans aren't showing up to games, and the ownership won't spend money. That's always been the thing. So maybe it is time for something new. Maybe you go to Vegas and you do get some fans, you generate more money, and then the owners say, yeah, we will pay for some of these free agents and things like that. I don't know, but I do think it's going to happen whether we want it to or not. What I wish they would do in stadiums or situations like this where not a lot of fans show up, just let everyone go sit where they want. Like, you want to go sit, like, right there along the front row because nobody's there. You want to move down from the top to the bottom? Go for it. Like, okay, you paid $13 and someone paid 47 At some stadiums, they're pretty lenient. Yeah. Like, we were at Kauffman in Kansas City Friday. Nobody checked my ticket to be like, hey, where are you supposed to sit? Yeah. I just walked to where I bought the ticket and sat down. And being in the stadium there Friday night, there were, what, 9,000 fans? I think so, yeah. It was empty. Empty. Should have bought a ticket for the top row and then picked a seat wherever I wanted to. I didn't realize we were back in those days of being a Kansas City Royals fan, but we are, and now I know better. But even the Rays, or sorry, the A's last night announced their home attendance. 3,700 fans. 3,700 fans. That's some of the lowest numbers I've ever seen for a professional sporting event. And it's not going to get better. Like, you can think about it right now. It's April. There are teams that are, there are people that are still excited about this team. Yeah. After they lose games and you get into the hot parts of the end of July, August, you're not getting 3,700 people to show up to those games anymore. 1,500? <laughs> right? Man, yeah. And if you get, is that the, what, I do wonder what the lowest attendance is at a baseball game. I, I mean, I was reading a lot into it this morning, and I don't know the answer to that one. But I even know that in Tampa Bay, uh, their AAA affiliate is outselling them. Their AAA baseball team is more popular. I think it's in Daytona, Florida. I don't remember. Uh, but it is more popular than some of the Rays games. They compare like a, a Tuesday night to a Tuesday night with Major League Baseball and AAA affiliate. And the AAA affiliate outsold Tampa, which is another problem. And with them, maybe moving the stadium to Tampa is a better idea. It seems like the Bucks have a good fan base. It seems like the Tampa Bay Lightning have a good fan base. So maybe it is just a simple move of, hey, we're, we're going to move up the road a little bit here. And hopefully that fixes them because I like the race. I root for them. One of the underdog stories, they're a small market, under-budget team. I want to see them be good. I don't know if the move to Tampa is going to be that easy of a fix of just like, oh, people are showing up now. Because I do, I feel like if you have an actual dedicated fan base, 
traffic is not going to be that much of a deterrent. To where, I mean, like I said, 23 miles, even if you're sitting in traffic for two hours, uh, I know somebody that lives in Tampa said it's very difficult to get to a game after work. It's just not possible. I don't know. For Maybe I'm weird because we live in a weird part of the country. I take off work if I'm going to a baseball game. <laughs> yeah. I make it a whole ordeal. Uh, but I just, I don't know. I don't know if Tampa Bay or moving to Tampa is the fix for the Rays. And as much as, you know, some of these people love Tampa and they love Oakland, grass is kind of greener in Vegas and Nashville. Yeah. And that new opportunity is going to be huge for these ownership groups. And, you know, all this kind of started because there's talk of expansion in Major League Baseball. I think that is a horrible idea. You <laughs> can barely field 30 teams now. And I love that round number of 32 where you can like, oh, here's eight divisions with four teams each, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if we have enough baseball players that are good to field two more teams. I mean, you look at the A's, the Royals, the Pirates. Some of these teams are pretty shitty. I don't know if there's enough good baseball players to go around. That's a really solid point. It's kind of sad, but it's like, damn. Do you think that's true with other sports too, like the NBA and football? Like the NBA I think we've probably maxed out a little bit on those other two. I, like I mean, I can NFL, remember. It's, it's hard to find other quarterbacks. Like, right. Yeah. Go watch the USFL. FL. Uh-huh. No one did, but look at how shitty that play is. Those are the guys you wanted to come up in the NFL? Those are the guys you want in there taking roster spots? I just I don't think the NFL should expand, but they will because everything's about dollars. Yeah. Eventually they will expand. Um, but, you know, looking at the quarterbacks in the NFL right now, you still have guys like Baker Mayfield that are just sitting on a roster with nowhere to go because there are so many good quarterbacks in the NFL. That's or at least point. quarterbacks on roster. Yeah. And quarterbacks dominate the NFL. Nobody gives a shit about if there's enough good offensive linemen or running backs. It's, That's a true point. <laughs> do we have enough quarterbacks to field a team of, what is it, uh, PFT Live or whatever they do, Florio? Uh-huh said that he thought the league would expand to 40 teams in the next 20 years or something like that. To 40? Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's old news, though. That's not... Yeah, that's not I didn't new. realize the number was 40, but yeah. holy cow. That it would climb to 40 in the next X amount of years. Maybe it will, because it is. It's all about dollars. It's not about on-field competitiveness yeah. or anything um, like that. To go back around real quick, back to the, the Rays possibly moving cities and the Oakland A's moving cities, if... The Rays moved to Nashville. Do they stay the, the Nashville Rays, or do you have to change the, change the team name? Well, again, the whole reason this got started, and I started talking about it this morning, was there's um, an ownership group that wants to expand. They want an expansion team. And so the thing is that Major League Baseball has even come out and said, once the A's and the Rays have new stadium deals, expansion is going to be the next thing that happens. So, again... It's not a matter of if it's good for baseball or when it will happen. It's going to happen. Expansion is going to happen. And there's a group of minorities that want to expand and possibly put a team in Nashville. So, uh, And they want to use the team, the Nashville Stars, which I believe was a Negro team, uh, obviously, like 100 years ago. So I think if you put a team in Nashville, that's probably what you do. Their AAA affiliate is the Nashville Sound. I think that's dumb. So you think of a new one. But if you want to go to Nashville Stars, I think that's cool. 
Yeah, that doesn't sound bad. What about uh, the Oakland A's moving to Vegas following the Raiders? I just keep the Vegas A's. A's. Yeah, Vegas A's. I feel like they would try to change it because they have the Raiders, the Knights. What else could you be? The Athletics. Okay. I don't think they'd change that name. It's been around for too long. I think they'd keep it. And it's you get that continuity where fans are like I'm an A's fan. I'm not an Oakland fan. I'm an A's fan. So that's still my team. I th- I feel like if you start to change the team name, then you're losing some of your fans. You're going to lose some fans, yeah. but you might be able to keep some of them around. They're like, yep, still an A's fan, still live here, but that's my team. It's same with the Rays. If the Rays move to Nashville, maybe you change the name. It's not like you have a lot of fans buying gear or going to games anyway. But I feel like the A's should keep their name. But there are a lot of other possibilities out there, too, with Major League Baseball expansion. Um, Nashville and Vegas are the popular ones. There's also uh, Montreal and Canada. The the Rays tried to make that happen. They actually proposed it to Major League Baseball. Hey, we're going to play half our games in Tampa or St. Petersburg and half of our games in Montreal. And Major League Baseball said no. So if you're already kicking that idea around, if you're already yeah. toying with playing half our games here, half our home games there, Montreal might be a good destination. I was a little bit young when the Expos were good, so I don't really remember that before they became the Nationals. Uh, but Montreal would be a good spot. Salt Lake City, I think, would be another good, intriguing Ooh, spot. Absolutely. Um, so and this is for like if they do expand. Yeah. And, you know, if the A's move to Vegas and you want to put another team out on the West Coast-ish, I think Salt Lake City, they do a very good job, very passionate fan base for basketball. They might be able to pick up the same kind of energy for baseball. And then Boise in Idaho is another one. I don't know if Boise's big enough or if the fan base is strong enough there. But it is. I think it's actually a little bit bigger than Salt Lake City. Yeah, Boise is pretty big. Pretty big city. I mean, it's the capital of Idaho. But I don't know. I didn't realize Idaho had such a huge baseball fan base. But at the same time, I, see, I don't know if they do. We, is the thing. How would we know? Like they've never mm-hmm. had anything. Yeah, there's nothing to do there. I do. I'm like, I want that area of the country to develop more and move more professional teams in there, like the my, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho area. I get why you do, but there's also a reason why they're not. Yeah, good luck buying land out there. Everything's protected and and incredibly expensive, (laughs) too. That is why. Can you imagine how much it would cost to build a stadium in Jackson Hole, Wyoming? I don't even want to know. Houses go for a million. It would take $10 billion to build an NFL stadium The people that live there are already pissed at how expensive it is. Everyone's like, oh, we love the outdoors, mainly because, well, one, it's beautiful, and two, we don't really have another choice. Shit's too damn expensive. I'm just going to live in a tent and shower in the lake. What's up? <laughs> right? Literally. <laughs> has happened. Have talked to people that do that. Yes. Uh, Brooks yeah, offered some other op- op- uh, opportunities. Oklahoma City. Uh, for baseball, I think that one could probably work. I think it would, actually, yeah. Um, I wonder if Tulsa would be a good one close to us. Probably not. They have the Tulsa Drillers. Yeah, I think it, which has been a pretty successful fan, successful fan base mm-hmm. there. Um, Omaha, I think that one's maybe too close to Kansas City. Here's a crazy question. Do you think Northwest Arkansas will get any professional teams with that just booming? I think it's a long ways away. But it is booming. It's ridiculous. Like, every time I go down there, there's a whole new, like, campus of something. Mm -hmm. Like, a new office building, hotels. Or a new highway that you're like, I don't remember how to get to the airport because now you've changed the roads. Yes. 
Which but is, I, is obviously, it's probably a good thing. They've done a really fantastic job because it is just, you're there. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a booming area, though. I mean, same with Nashville. Like, the reason why people want to get to Nashville, it's booming. Mm-hmm. But it's taken a really long time. Yeah. And so, I, I don't know. Uh, a couple others. New Orleans, the fact that they don't have a baseball team is kind of weird, actually. Well, because their other teams kind of stink. The only thing they really root for is the football team. Yeah, they love the Saints. The Pelicans, the like, Pelicans, is that working? Like, they're in the playoffs. I don't think they won last night, but did they win last night? Again, uh, I should know the answer to this, but I don't just, remember. They're easy to overlook. I think like they did. New Orleans is just kind of easy to be like, eh, okay, whatever. I don't like the city of New Orleans. I will say that. I've traveled there a couple different times, and I'm just not a fan. It is not for me, which might sound a little bit weird because I like to party. Nash- uh, sorry, New Orleans likes to party, but the two of us just don't mix. There's too much. Heat and humidity there, and man, it is, it's maybe the dirtiest city I've ever been in. And I, like some people like to come at me when I say how much I hate cities. I get it. There are people who love it. I've been there numerous times. Yeah. It wasn't like I went there once, had a bad experience, and then started shitting on St. Louis or Nashville. I've been to these cities a lot of times. They're dirty. I don't yeah. like them. But New Orleans, one of the worst. The Pelicans did win last night, by the way. Yeah, beat the Suns, and we'll talk about that one um, a little bit later. Uh, Indianapolis is a good one. They have another uh, minor league affiliate there that's pretty popular. I guess maybe you put them in a dome. It is kind of crazy. Once you get to really rolling with it, there are a lot of opportunities for expansion. I don't know if there are enough players, but we'll figure that out later. Yeah, I'm not anti-expansion. Getting to a nice number like 32, like when the NFL did it, they had 32 teams. I guess still do, and then, you know, divide that by eight divisions, four teams each. It does kind of work, and if you start to get more teams, I, I think maybe you would have to put one in Salt Lake or Portland or somewhere on the West Coast. Sandy, no, Sandy has one. They don't have a football team. <laughs> but some of those other West Coast towns probably need expanded. I think Salt Lake makes the most sense. With Portland, I feel like Portland is similar to New Orleans. Or just it's kind of forgotten about in a sense. Yeah, and they're relatively close to Seattle, so I feel like the Mariners might dominate that yeah. fan base. Or, hell, maybe even the Giants. The Giants have a huge fan base. Yes, that's a solid point. Which, again, is another problem for the Oakland A's. <laughs> I just, <laughs> they're going to just be swallowed up by the Giants. So would you want to do, like, Vegas, Salt Lake, Nashville, and then Montreal? <laughs> Say those to me again. So you move a team to Salt Lake. You move the A's to Vegas. Mm-hmm. You move the Rays to Nashville. And then you get like another team and you put them in Montreal or something. Yeah. I actually, I would do uh, move the Rays to Vegas. Rays, or sorry, the A's to Vegas. Rays to Nashville. Expansion teams in Salt Lake and Indianapolis. I think that would be pretty cool. To Indianapolis? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. They, uh, the, the Colts have been very good and successful there. The Pacers have been as well. And there's so much that goes on in Nashville. Or not Nashville, God. Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, like, it's the hub for the Big Ten, the NCAA. There's always something going on there's in a, Indianapolis. It's a huge convention area. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, you could always be in there and be like, hey, let's stop in. We're here for a convention. Let's go catch a game yep. while we're in town. So, I do. I think that it would work. Those would be my choices. You and don't then call stop. them the Colts. Do you call them the Stallions? 
The horses. The Indianapolis horses. <laughs> yeah. The baby horses. Indianapolis stallions are. Well, you've the already field. you've got the racing theme there, so maybe you go with something. Mustangs. Maybe I don't know. Time together, Colt Mustang. Mustangs car goes real fast. <laughs> there you go. The, the Indianapolis <clears throat> Mustangs. Uh, also in baseball, uh, there's talk about the pitch clock and how much or how well it's working. I'm intrigued by this. I'm at, it's actually kind of exciting, the fact that it's working. Uh, uh-huh. I think Brooks sent us a message last night about it. I was like, hey, if you can go watch a game that's like not very interesting and be done in about two hours, yeah, that's going to be pretty easy. Where if you are in a big metro area and let's say like living in Kansas City, you get off work at 5 o'clock. By the time you get through traffic home, you change, get ready to go to the game. You're in the stadium in your seat ready to watch. Two hours later, you're home by 9.30 ready to go to bed. There's your evening. Sweet. Wake up, go do it all over again. And it's, you know, you get the full game, too. It's not like you're eliminating parts of the baseball game. You're getting nine innings. You're getting just as many pitches, just as many at-bats, but you're getting it in a reduced amount of time. You just stop taking your sweet-ass time between every single pitch. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I am about that. I... It's just weird. Why do you need so much time? I've Obviously, I've never pitched at a high level before. Why do you need so much time in between pitches? The, even the rule that they're doing in AAA, uh, when no one is on base, you get 14 seconds in between pitches. If you have a runner on base, you get 18 seconds in between pitches. And we're already doing like the pitch comp stuff to you know relay the pitch faster. And, you know, even like in the NFL, you have a play clock, which is it's probably too long, too. But yeah. you get your play from your offensive coordinator. But if your headset goes out, it's on you. We go back to the same strategy that we used to. Because I know a lot of these teams are using it from the dugout. It's not necessarily the catcher calling plays or pitches. Mm. It's from uh, the manager or, you know, pitching coach, something like that. So if that goes out, whatever, it's on us now. Fastball, low and away. Whatever you got to do. But I, I think that this could be big for baseball. It is tough when you go to some of these games and you know you're sitting there for three and a half hours. And that's if you just fit, you know, a regular nine-inning game. You start to get into these extra innings and you're like, shit, I don't know when this is going to be over. Or watch, you know, you know, watch fans leave early from a baseball game. And again, we talked about last week, baseball doesn't matter. There's no play clock. There's no time yeah. left to play with it's we're going to finish all these outs you could come back bottom of the ninth with two outs but people will still leave in about the seventh or eighth inning yep because i think that there's like a there's like a two and a half hour window to where it's like okay you've taken up a lot of my time this is my attention span and i'm out of here even like movies if a movie's three hours long i'm not watching it yeah i mean it's got to be a damn good movie with like everybody's telling me how great it is if it's over three hours, I'm probably not going to watch it. Like the Batman, it was like right at two hours and 50 minutes. And like it's about that point where it was like, hey, let's uh, come on. I need an intermission. If you're going two and a half hours on anything, but especially in a movie theater, I need that old school, like we grew up going to the drive-in movie theater. Yes. I need a halftime. I, I need a break to go shit. to the bathroom so I don't miss anything that's going on. Yeah. Maybe I'm just an old man who pees too much. Well, but like, can you imagine going to like, uh, you can, because we've done it before a lot. Uh, we have a drive, we still have a drive-in movie theater, a couple of them in our area, actually. 
And you would go to these movies, and then about halfway through, they just take a break. And you can go to the concession stand, get a refill on popcorn and stuff, go to the bathroom. Why aren't movie theaters giving me that option on a a two-and-a-half-hour movie? I've mowed through all my popcorn during the trailers. (laughs) I've drank all my Sprite about 15 minutes into the movie. Yeah. I need a bathroom break, and I want a refill on my shit. Yep. It was almost as if, like, you could get a collective group of people to be like, hey, we'd like to pause the movie, and if over half the theater says yes... Let us vote, like, on our phones or on a device that's in the theater. We want a democracy within the theater. (laughs) I can vote on the next American Idol winner, but not vote if I want an intermission at the movies. I do, though. That's a million-dollar idea, actually. (laughs) Right, I'm going to start developing the app. Right now, I'm going to sell it to... Maybe if we could find someone that knows how to develop apps, but just let us know that it was our idea. We'll yeah, take the I declare trademark on that <laughs> yeah. idea. I think that's all that that works? I declare? Yes. I declare. Uh-huh. I do declare. Uh, but it is cool to see baseball. I mean, in the news, we've been talking about it for like fucking 30 minutes in April when we have the NFL draft and NBA playoffs going on. Uh, but I'm, I'm about those teams moving again. And if you want to expand, that's cool. Uh, we'll see how it works. I mean, it was not that long ago they were talking about retracting teams and saying bye-bye to the Royals and Pirates. Mm-hmm. Which, being real honest, might have, maybe should have. <laughs> I mean, those teams are still very, very bad. I mean, very much so. <sighs> if you were going to get rid of two teams, though, that's who it would be. And that really sucks. It's, it hurts to say. It would be those two teams. Do you really think so? Like the A's might be one of them, but they've, they've been a little bit more successful recently. You might be able to make the case that the Royals are, they want to be more competitive, and the A's are just like collecting checks and don't care. So maybe you would say Pirates and A's? Yeah, I mean, I think the Pirates need to be in discussion. We've been watching them tank for 10 years, it feels like. Yeah. Maybe we should say like a legit last Well, they were years. pretty good not too long ago. About the same time the Royals were. They were right. competitive. And then, you know, the Royals win, and the Pirates, like, okay, didn't work out for us. So I tried to restart, and it just, like, sold everybody. Yeah. And again, like Brooks even says here in the, uh, the chat, a salary floor in baseball, I don't know why it wasn't part of the CBA. That, hey, you have to pay this much money to your, your players. If you want to pay $250 million, cool. Thanks. But if you're going to be an owner of a professional team, you cannot be out here paying your guys on a payroll of $30 million while teams like the Yankees and Dodgers are paying two thirty. A $200 million gap in what you can pay players or what you are paying players, that's the NFL salary cap that fields 53 men on a roster. It's stupid. <laughs> I mean, how long does the CBA deal last? I don't even know, honestly. I don't know. Um, I, what I do know about is Roper Kia, and we should mention them uh, because we've been talking for a long time. And um, go in there and check out their inventory. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. Also, if you mention us here at Mike'd Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Uh, be sure to check them out. Again, that's Roper Kia. Mention us at Mike'd Up. You get $1,000 off your nicer, newer car. Absolutely. Next up is Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it. 
Also, it is not a matter of if, it is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family, and you can do so with Gunspot.com. Nift him. <laughs> Got him. We did it. We did it again. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. Um, let's talk about some football talk here, though. I'm talking a little football today on Mic'd Up. Debo Samuel and the drama that continues to happen with him. I don't know if I'm buying into it or not, but Adam Schefter was even talking about it, that Debo Samuel does not want a new contract with the 49ers. That he actually, he just wants out. It uh, doesn't like it there. We've heard some rumblings about that as well. Uh, you know, people saying like, hey, this is this is going to happen. This is going to be nasty. This is not going to be something as easy as like, yep, we just want to pay him. The 49ers are willing to pay him. He's not willing to listen to offers. And I even saw on Twitter that Debo Samuel's brother posted on Facebook hey saying that they were going to request a trade. So we're going factor cap on this one. Are, are you buying into the Debo Samuel rumors, or is this all cap? Well, I did see something else that the brother was just kind of like teasing people because he posted something on his Instagram story. He's like, man, you guys will take any information and run with it. He's like, I have no fucking idea what my brother's going to do. That's pretty much <laughs> what he posted. So I'm going to say cap just for that reason. And also just due to the fact that, like, why would Debo tell his brother something and then let his brother leak it? Be like, dude, like, I'm in the most, mm-hmm. like, highly anticipated negotiation yeah, of my life. Don't put shit on I'm Facebook not, right exactly. now. Exactly. It's like, just, this is the one time I need you to shut up. And you're going right. to say something. And that's I don't where know that at. relationship, but, mm-hmm. like, come on. Yeah. If he's close enough with him to know, like, hey, I'm going to request a trade, then he's probably at least, I would hope, smart enough to know, like, hey, don't put that shit on Facebook. Which is, I guess, better than putting it on Twitter, because if it went on Twitter, it would blow up like it is. But maybe he thought he was safe on Facebook. Maybe he thought he had a protected account profile where people couldn't find out what he was <laughs> commenting on things but i'm gonna go fact on the fact that i think debo wants out of san francisco i think i'm I'm buying into it but i've been burned by adam schefter in the 49ers before so we'll see what happens but as of right now i'm gonna buy into it not because of the facebook post but because of one adam schefter saying just all the stuff that he did yesterday about how the 49ers want to pay Debo Samuel, but he doesn't necessarily want to be there. I don't, I don't like it, but I also understand it. I think it sucks, but at the same time, we've talked about the NFL draft before. It's kind of shitty that you just you get told what city you're moving to, yeah. and you're just like, hey, I know that you've been a Cowboys fan your whole life, but now you get to move to New York and you're a giant. Sorry, you have no say in it. The only say that you have in it is, like, you cannot play in the NFL. So maybe Debo Samuel went to the 49ers. He's like, I hate this city. Yeah. This is terrible. I hate living here. I'm all the way across the country. I'm from South Carolina, and I'm (laughs) fucking San Francisco. I'm trying to get to the Falcons, a little bit closer to home. And so if that's the case, I did see, like, a a blog or fan report type of deal last night that was, like, the Eagles are in on Debo Samuel. Like, that is probably the most likely landing spot. And I thought that was very interesting. If that is true in any way, shape, or form, it wasn't a verified account or anything. It's just kind mm-hmm. of one of those deals where, like, people throw stuff up there and if it sticks, but I, I definitely saw it and I was just like, huh. You know, we kind of start thinking about it a little bit. It's like, man, Debo Samuel in Philadelphia would be would be cool in that offense. Send some of those draft picks back 
yeah. to San Francisco <laughs> well, uh, when they made that trade. We know San Francisco and Kansas City have a little bit of a relationship with some trades. <laughs> I'm going to start calling you Arrowhead Live. I'm totally kidding. No, you're not. I do think it would be cool, but at the same time, like, the San Francisco 49ers are not going to do that. And I don't think the Chiefs are either. I mean, he's injury prone. But really? other teams that I do think would be interesting, like for Debo Samuel, like the Colts, I think that's an interesting one. They just don't have any picks to really trade. Right. The Eagles, it's really, really cool. Like, I like that a lot. And then, like, maybe the Baltimore Ravens, is that something where they'll go, actually, you know, we'll take an all-around playmaker here. We'll take a guy that can come play, you know, in the backfield next to Lamar Jackson or – be a threat right after the catch, you know, no matter where it's at on the field and go. And then you can open up and let Hollywood Brown just take the top off the defense or just be that big play strike here or there. Yeah. Well, I don't understand why the Ravens aren't after every receiver. Yeah. Like, like the Chiefs are rumored to every board. receiver. How are the, the Ravens not? Yeah, it's just Trevor Penning. Like you're sitting there at pick 14. Either you have to, like, take a receiver or trade for one of these guys. Well, who did they take last year? Slip in my mind that everyone was excited about. It was a – Decent-sized bodied receiver. Sammy Watkins. No. They drafted him. He was injured majority of the season. They do that every year. Uh, Rashad Bateman. Yes, Bateman. Thank you. Took him in the first round. We'll see. He was there some he excitement was. there? Like, I mean, we only saw him, like, I think four or five weeks in the year. And that was and even with, like, Hollywood Brown. Like, can we admit that was a miss? We took him in the first round? That's not working. Yeah. I So, I, w- I don't understand. Like I said, if I were the Ravens, I'd be – Calling Seattle every day, being like, "Hey, what about DK?" I would be talking to the Titans, being like, "Hey, I saw some shit online. Like, we'll take him." AJ Brown, sure, okay, yeah, you know, or Washington, any of those teams. But Do you think AJ Brown's gone? I just kind of have that feeling. No, that I don't. something, and I have nothing to justify it or to explain. It. It's just kind of that one little gut feeling when you look at that situation. It was like, does AJ Brown actually like Tennessee? The Titans have just been so loyal to their guys. Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, that yeah. they they're not afraid to hand out contracts to but those. That's teams. what kind of makes me think that like AJ Brown's not happy there. It's like this is a running team, and Ryan Tannehill rarely gives me opportunities downfield. But when he does, mm-hmm. I make the most of it. But I want more of those. Does that make sense? I uh, yeah. I but, know it's I know it's a crazy kind of thing to throw out there, but it's just I kind of just I wonder. It's one of those things I kind of think about. Is like mm-hmm. is AJ Brown truly happy in Tennessee? If if I were predicting, he'd probably be one of the last guys I would predict to leave from that group. Um, I like I don't think Terry McLaurin's leaving. They yeah. like you cannot let that guy leave. He's the one that I think is an, a lock to stay there. And then um, after that, I would go AJ Brown. I think he's going to stay. Okay. I think DK's gone. I, I think he is going to get traded. I've already. You know how we talk about like, ooh, do you believe in any conspiracy theories? And I tell you no because I've kind of convinced myself that they're already because you believe in everything. I've already convinced myself <laughs> that DK is no longer Seattle Seahawks. Right, like, even today. Like, hey, DK, I was like, what do you mean? He's not even there anymore. He's already left. They put The Seattle Seahawks posted a picture of DK Metcalf of him like walking to the facilities, and they're like, what's in DK's cup? Wrong answers only. I said, a new contract. Ah, gotcha. Which is ass. probably going to be a right answer. But I, just, I think that they are going to blow it up, and they're rebuilding, and they just don't want to – they don't want people in on the bluff. You know? I mean, they traded Russell Wilson pretty much out of nowhere. No <laughs> one was talking about that. And then, boom, he's gone. Uh, they release Bobby Wagner. I think they're going to get as much as they can. It might even be like a draft day trade. It might be you know within the next week or so. Uh, I'd have to be, but I think he's gone. I just don't think so. And then Debo Samuel, maybe after he leaves, maybe after DK leaves, then attention gets turned to him, and 
more teams are interested. But there are there's so many teams. Do you think it could be a draft day trade? I mean, if these guys are going to be traded, it has yeah. to be within the next, I mean, week, right? You know, and with um, you know, the draft about a week away, a lot of these teams are figuring out their trade scenarios right now. Of you know, they're working with teams to say, if this player is available at this pick, or they won't say specifically, but they'll say if our guy is available at pick twelve, we want to come up, we want to make a trade. What will that look like? You know, they don't break these trades down in the fifteen minutes that they're on the clock. Yeah. They're doing a lot of pre-work to be like, hey, we're interested in this. Or, how do you guys feel? And then, you know, maybe a team like the Jets says, nope, we're staying here. Hang up the phone. Cool. Let's move to the next team. Hey, if our guy's here, are you interested in us trading up? Or, yeah. you know, some of these teams could be saying, if your guy's here, what about DK Metcalf? What did you want him? So I think there's going to be a lot of work being done over the next week for some of these players, but it might come down to, you know, right before the draft starts, the day before the draft. I think we could see a lot of action with these receivers. It wouldn't surprise me. And I root for chaos in the NFL. I love player movement. I do too. I, do, I think it's so much fun. I like seeing, That's what I like about the NBA so much in free agency. It's like, where are these guys got to go? And that's mm-hmm. kind of when I really started doing radio with you. Was There was a day Matt was out, and I came in, and we sat there, and we spent the whole Saturday show pretty much talking about NBA free agency and where guys could possibly go and land. And that's when it hit me. I was like, man, I know a lot more about the NBA than I thought I did. Like, look at me go. Here we go. This is fun. But, like, seeing that transition to the NFL has been very enjoyable as well. Uh, a question in the chat, Jake asked me, would I be interested in trading both first-round picks and possibly more for DK Metcalf? Absolutely not. Not even going to hesitate on that. I wouldn't mind giving no. up one of those first-rounders and, like, a second or third, and they maybe get a later pick back as well. But I'm not giving up two first-round picks for him. I just don't put that much value in a receiver, especially if you're in a position where you could draft a guy right here and get the same amount of value that DK would bring possibly afterwards with the mixture of other receivers that you currently have in the building and when you know that you need an edge rusher and more secondary help in that defense. I might do it. You give up both first? Yeah, if I'm the Chiefs, I might do it. Just because you have so many other picks. I think I would obviously I would start with like, hey, how about a first and a second? Like That's what yeah, Devontae Adams went for. You're going to give up more picks than what Devontae Adam or Tyreek went for? Or, like, in terms of value in the first two first-rounders? Maybe. If, if I really felt like I needed it, or, and especially if you got to pick 29 and all the receivers are gone. Like, if Jameson Williams is gone, Christian Watson is gone, then I'm like, uh, hands are tied a little bit here. Let's, let's do make a move. And I do think that, I mean, DK and Tyreek are very similar in the way that you scheme both those players, they obviously they don't look anything alike. <laughs> yeah. They're both just shredded and thick. But I, I do think that I, I would be okay with it. If it happens, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, how can you give up so much for a wide receiver? It, but if they don't make the move, it's like, yeah, hope you hit on these draft picks. I will say, if you are going to trade two first-round picks for any receiver, I would much rather be DK than Debo Samuel. Yeah, DK would be a great fit. AJ Brown is one of my favorite ones. I would. I wanted to say him, but it's like there's no way Tennessee's going to. I wouldn't think Chiefs. so. Yeah. But no. at the same time, we didn't think the Ravens would trade Orlando Brown to the Chiefs. But they're mm-hmm. like first round pick. Uh, True. Come on yeah. down, bub. Right, and you know with some of these other guys, Terry McLaurin, I, I wouldn't give up two first for him. Here's a name, Christian McCaffrey. Jacob brought it up in the chat. Christian McCaffrey's got to probably be gone too, right? I think he'd be so. fun in Buffalo. I mean, the Carolina Panthers have, like, no draft picks. You trade mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, you're getting a load for that. Maybe. I don't think his draft market is as hot as a lot of people think. 
Yeah, with the injuries the last couple of years. Like you're not. I don't think you're getting a first round pick for Christian McCaffrey. No, but you could probably get a two and a three, and you yeah. clearly don't have those <laughs> those rounds now. Mm-hmm. And you know he's so expensive. Yeah. Too. I thought I saw earlier in the off season that they were exploring using him more as a slot receiver. Why? You have freaking more. You have DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Because he can't stay on the field. It's like moving Fernando Tatis to the outfield. Like, shit, he's a really good shortstop. But do we want to pay him and play him for 100 games or 150 games? And with Christian McCaffrey, it's like, yeah, he can be a pretty damn good running back, but he can't stay on the field. I root for Christian McCaffrey, but, man, I'm kind of out on that, dude. After two years of being injured, I think the injury bug just got him. It's crazy how quickly that can happen to a player. Where it's like, man, this guy's at the top. I take him right there in the first round of a fantasy draft, and I just watch two him years in a row. <laughs> yeah, hate to fucking see it. <laughs> you took him in the two worst possible years. Yeah, yeah. that's what happens every time we talk about fantasy. Show, that's what I say. Is like I hate. I'm, I've told you, I'm not taking a running back in the first round anymore. It's tough. I will to take do. a proven veteran in the second and then a rookie and roll mm-hmm. from there. And I think Christian McCaffrey could be another one of those trade candidates draft night of teams thinking, oh, yeah, we'll go I ahead. I can't and... believe that hasn't been talked about more, though. McCaffrey being traded? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they he's just... on the trade block. Like, if you're playing Madden, they have added him to the trade block. <laughs> and he's available, but he's, you know, he's paid a lot of money. He's been very injured. So I don't know if very many teams are. As interested, you know, so many teams just don't value the running back. Him and Buffalo could be scary, though, and I think Buffalo should add a running back. And it, if it's Brees Hall, like man, that's tough though. Like you could draft Brees Hall at twenty-five or trade for Christian McCaffrey. I like Brees Hall, but <laughs> or even if you start to get into the second you... round and you're like, I could draft Kenneth Walker or trade for Christian McCaffrey. That's when we'll find out how real the salary cap is. If teams are trading for Christian McCaffrey over some of these rookie running backs, then fuck it. Salary cap doesn't exist. It's been turned off. (laughs) Slider off for that one. Where would he go? Right? Like Buffalo, I think, needs and wants a running back. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, I don't know that there are many teams that are willing to give up draft picks for him. Who's the other team that has a lot of draft picks? Is it the Jets? Uh, you, I think so, but I'm not sure off the top of my head. Tankathon has been down, so we haven't been able to look right. at that. Um, I, the Chiefs obviously have a shitload of picks. Twelve. I, I don't think they're giving up any picks for a running back. Man, what if you gave up a second for him, though, and you play him at slot receiver? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> or not even like at slot receiver, but like you make him like an offensive weapon, like a Debo Samuel. Like, hey, we're... We're going to primarily use you in the backfield, but, man, we're going to get creative. We're going to motion you around. You know, even with the Chiefs, they motioned around Tyreek and McCole Hardman a lot, too. Yeah. And be like, oh, shit, they're in the backfield. F- fucking Travis Kelsey takes snaps at quarterback. Imagine <laughs> what you could do with Christian McCaffrey out there. Where is he going to line up? Um, but that's kind of a – I don't know. That's a dream. I don't think it will happen. Say so you mentioned like oh you're really cool these blog sites were here saying players to the Chiefs yeah and I'm just thinking Christian like McCaffrey game fit wise yeah oh I it'd mean, be sexy see you later Clyde Edwards Alaire you're both that needs to happen anyway hair <laughs> see you right I don't so I don't know many teams that need like a running back that value a running back and would give up 
the picks and be willing to pay him, I think he probably stays with the Panthers. Would be my prediction. I don't think he gets traded. I I feel like the Panthers are going to do something, though, whether they do trade back or... I'll tell you what they're going to do because they're dumb. They're going to take Kenny Pickett at six overall, and they're going to fucking suck for the next five years. You think that... Is, am I crazy to think that like Kenny Pickett is kind of similar to Will Greer, where you take the risk there, and it's like, hey, this guy doesn't fucking pan out. Kind yeah, of except for one of them's going to be guy. drafted in the first round. The other one got drafted in the third round. Yeah, that's where Kenny Pickett <laughs> should be drafted. That's kind of my point. Yes, Kenny Pickett is Will Greer. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. We'll see. Maybe I'll be wrong. I've been wrong before. I don't see it with him. Uh, last night, we also had a lot of NBA games. Um most notable, the, the Suns lost. Devin Booker goes down with an injury. The Pelicans win. Brandon Ingram, Ingram looks very good. Uh, the Grizzlies win over the Timberwolves, 124-96. to 96. They tie that series up now. The Heat look like they're just going to roll right past the Hawks. Uh, I don't know that there's anything interesting. I, I think once the Suns are healthy, like congratulations to the Pelicans, but if Devin Booker comes back and he's healthy, I still even if he doesn't, I think they win this series. That's the only one that I think is very interesting from last night. Yeah, it just – it sucks that Devin Booker goes down with the injury. I, I kind of want to start at the top there. Like, watching Memphis get a win was fantastic. Seeing John Morant just kind of be like, all right, hey, whatever you guys did last night to kind of ch- – or tonight to change things up to help us win, stay where you are. No matter what side of the tunnel you were on, boom, that's it. We're winning. I also like seeing more personality from John Morant. I don't feel like I've got to see that. I just haven't noticed it. More energy? more energy and like personality and talk oh, really? in, in front of a camera. I just don't feel like I've heard him talk much or like be interactive like that. That maybe that's just on me, but I feel like that's all I've been seeing so far through the playoffs. And I absolutely love it. Miami heat looks solid against the Hawks. Kind of feel bad for Trey young because he's doing anything he can. But when you got the Miami heat out there and bam out of bio and old Jimmy Butler, whew, y'all better look out coming from a heat fan. But, right. <laughs> to the um, Suns. <laughs> To the Suns game last night, though, it does stink that Booker goes down with that hamstring injury right at the end there. Um, but I will say the other interesting point to this is the fact that the NBA is clearly rigged. Is what? Clearly rigged. Oh, yeah? You How so? can you have one single referee ref a game every time Chris Paul plays and he loses? That's just weird. Like Maybe it's a coincidence. There's no way but, that's a coincidence, right? Probably not. Uh, but I also think that, um, at least for me, I'm a little bit jaded right now because of the other NBA stuff that I, I told you maybe yesterday. I went down a, a rabbit hole of, like, this game was fixed. This game was fixed. Like, here's the proof. And then, like, the Chris Paul stuff comes out. It is. It feels like a very, very odd coincidence. But also, it's like, why would the NBA care about Chris Paul winning games? Like, if it were like, hey, we got to pump up LeBron, I'd be like, yep, that makes sense. Or even if they were like, don't let LeBron win this game, we need the drama, I would get it. But, like, going back to Chris Paul's, like, Hornets days, I think, was the the graphic I tweeted out. Mm -hmm. Like, why? But You also didn't let Chris Paul go to the Lakers. That's what I was going to say, but you also stopped that trade. So maybe the NBA does hate Chris Paul, and it's just like, why would anyone hate Chris Paul? Because I love him. Maybe. Never say never. Melo loves Chris Paul. NBA hits Chris Paul. NBA hates Melo. How we piece that together? Maybe so. What do you have to say about that? The NBA hates you, Melo. Um, I've been a very loyal fan off and on for a long time. 
Off and on. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. For a very long time. I know we've been through our ups and downs, but I just want to let you know. I appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. NBA. Or are you talking to me? NBA, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. You to the NBA, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. If he, if they lose again with this guy refing, it's going to be a tough call. But also, like, last night, like, yeah, the ref being – I think he, he refed the game last night and they lost – also, like, Devin Booker got hurt, so maybe we look at some of those other games and <laughs> what happened in those games. Was this like the Clippers versus the, you know, Miami Heat and LeBron James that he's losing in? Because even then, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Or with the Warriors. Like, are you getting bounced out by the Warriors? And we're like, but this ref was there. Yeah, that's kind of a good point there. And those are just, I don't know. Maybe it is, you know, Chris Paul losing to the fucking Denver Nuggets before Jokic was there. <laughs> and then we're like, wait a second. That should not be happening. But I don't know. But I do think the NBA is pretty scummy. Oh, it definitely seems that way. I mean, we were talking about it with Brooks in a separate chat that like, it would be the easiest sport to, you know, kind of be. Yeah, because everything's so judge, like a, a judgmental call. Like, oh, yeah, like I, I think that that was enough contact to warrant a foul. Or just it simply as I didn't see it. I, I mean, one of our favorite clips is the ref walking up to Michael Jordan and being like, I didn't see it, Michael, but I believe you. Like, that was actually said. Yeah. They caught that on audio and video of a ref saying, I didn't see it, but I believe you. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are we doing here? So, I don't know. 14 consecutive playoff losses uh, with Scott Foster as a ref. That's, that is tough. But we'll see. I do think the NBA is corrupt, and I'm fully believing in that conspiracy theory um, but i also believe in club 609 and getting there for a fantastic happy hour enjoying the two-for-one drink specials and two dollar draft pours at my favorite restaurant also funky art in there uh, just a, a great place to enjoy evening my favorite bartender in the entire world sean works there uh, he pours good drinks serves great beer check him out at club 609 uh, you won't be disappointed Absolutely. Another place you guys should check out if you're in Joplin at 609, you probably need your car looked at. Maybe need a service or oil change if you made the trip here. Take the downtown lube located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Also, it is not a matter of if, it is a matter of when you're going to need your oil change or your tire service. Make sure you get that done and taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube. Uh, one more thing from the chat, too, before we move on to some would you rather. Uh, Jake says, man, it's nice to see all the players the Lakers drafted do so well in the playoffs, but traded because of LeBron. I'm not a LeBron hater, but, man, I love to see it, too. Like, even Brandon Ingram going off last night for, like, 37 points. I, I see these guys like a Julius Randle, Lonzo Ball, and, again, Brandon Ingram as well, and think, what could the Lakers have if they would have kept those dudes? They had quite a collection of young talent, but we're like, now nah, we'll trade you. They got to get Anthony the Davis. They rebuilt the team after Kobe. Mm -hmm. Like even some of the young guys that they had with Kobe's like last couple years there, it was like, hey, these guys yeah. fucking suck. But because like, of yeah, one bad right season, now. <laughs> like LeBron played with those dudes for one year and it was bad. They missed the playoffs and he was like, got to blow it up. Got to bring in Anthony Davis. Ooh, Hindsight on that one is not looking good at all. But And I, I don't know why, but I do. I find myself rooting for those players because of the trade. And I do like LeBron. I feel like I come across as a hater 
all the time. I do like him. Respect Whatever. him. Think he's you hate his stinking guts. Second best player of all time. No rebuttal. <laughs> now I'm just I'm just gonna let you say some stupid stuff. I know it's 420. I don't know what you're smoking over there, but it's got to be something. Uh, let's do get to some of those would you rather's because I know I I will never change your mind. Maybe eventually I will change your mind on the LeBron stuff. And you'll if come he goes to Jordan. the Warriors, I I don't have a choice. Like if, he, <laughs> I, if he goes to a team that's already loaded, so he can win another one, it's going to be tough to be like, oh, look at LeBron go. I will never come off of my Michael Jordan take though. And that's I respect that. I really do. Like, you're I even saw you are consistent in who you are and some of your takes, whether I completely uh, agree with them or not. Yeah, right. Yesterday, uh, somebody tweeted out just a graphic, and it was that Michael Jordan in like 1988 led the league in scoring and scored 35 points per game. 35. Say that again. That I'm going to look up what year it was that he. Um, God, yeah, it was 1987-88, the year I was born. He led the league in scoring. He scored 35 points a game and also won Defensive Player of the Year. Like that right there is just – that's a tough argument. If we're going to go down that quick rabbit hole, Mm -hmm. it should have happened to LeBron as well in like 2012 or 13. And I know we can quickly say, okay, yeah, but if my aunt had balls and she'd be my uncle, Mm -hmm. almost one, it doesn't count. They yep. freaking were like, no, we're not going to allow him to do this because he's already won so many effing MVPs. Like, LeBron has legitimately dominated. And people think, oh, he's not a defensive player. He is a defensive stud. Some mm-hmm. of his biggest highlights and moments in his career have been because uh, of defense. But they're only blocks. They're chase down blocks. They're not, I'm going to shut this guy down. He's got a couple. I will say he's a good he's defender. He's got a huge block in, in the NBA Finals against the Spurs right at the rim. Uh-huh. It was it a chase down? It Tagio Splitter's uh, career. No, it was right. <laughs> His career never got started. <laughs> it did for a little bit. <laughs> so, But that's my thing. People try to discount it and be like, oh, but LeBron's a really good player. Yeah, he is. He's a good defensive player. He's not an elite player. And the league, while maybe corrupt, has never been like, man, we can't let LeBron win defensive player of the year. The, the league don't want LeBron better than Michael. Like, the only thing they've done it. for the past 20 <laughs> years is pump him up, which is what they should do. And both players, again, are great. But people will be like, oh, LeBron can guard one through five. But he's not the best defender. And I feel like that versatility makes you great, though. Okay, but also guarding one through five now in the LeBron area? What's that look like versus when Jordan played? Because when Jordan played, he didn't guard one through five. Because fucking Shaq was playing. Now Draymond Green is a center. So, ooh, LeBron can guard Draymond Green at center. He goes one through five. Yeah, he's not bodying up Shaq or David Robinson, Patrick Ewing. But now it's like we now have you know you're wrong. <laughs> and Bede and some of these uh-huh. other big And LeBron's bodies. not guarding them. Well, yeah, he's a 37 years old no, but now. his uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. His one through five argument is like, oh, he guarded Amari Stoudemire, who was playing center. Amari Stoudemire is one inch taller than him. So, like, are we really like, oh, God, you can do it? And I have the same argument with Magic Johnson. It's like, yes, technically you could guard one through five, but you're not doing it You're not well. doing – You're not shutting somebody down. You're not taking them out of the game. It's like the saying of, like, you fear a guy – who's practiced one punch 500 times instead of a guy who's practiced 500 different punches one time. I think I just botched sure. the fuck out of that saying. But I don't get what your meaning is. The, the point is, though, is, is like your, <laughs> your thing here with LeBron or with Michael Jordan is he's going to shut down the one position that he is supposed to guard. Mm-hmm. It's locked. 
LeBron James may have the versatility to do more, but it's not going to be at the same level as that one. Mm-hmm. But even so, with, like you just said with Jordan, like, oh, he's going to shut down that one position. Well, it's actually three. So he's going to shut down a point guard, a shooting guard, or a small forward. But LeBron can guard five guys on the court. It's just not going to be as good as the other three. Yeah, but yeah. again, I'm probably not going to change your mind. I think I will eventually, actually, but you will not change mine. because I can tell. You get to this tone where we get in this discussion. Right. It's like, it's like here we go. Yeah, that I'm right. I also I hate it, though, because if I say anything positive about Michael Jordan, people will immediately assume you don't like LeBron. Like You just hate yeah. LeBron. No, I do not. I think he is the clear-cut number, <laughs> number two. two. And it is, there is no one even in debate. It's not Wilt Chamberlain, Kobe, Kareem. No one can touch LeBron at number two for me. He's, just, he's too good. And as far as like best athlete ever, not a debate. It's LeBron. Would you ever say it's 1A, 1B, Michael and LeBron? Nah, because that's just a lazy argument. But he's a locket too. Locket too. I'll yeah. take a lock for two. For is, and another thing I love, isn't it crazy that people like take offense to that? I love it when you say that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being number two. I've said you're greater <laughs> than every basketball player ever, except for one guy. And people will just be like, how? How can you say that? Like, that's an ultimate compliment. <laughs> it is until you're like losing. I remember our coach used that same argument when we lost the state championship in baseball my freshman year. Yeah, that's a like, little different. It was like, you know, there was only one team better than you in the entire state. And I was like, Coach, that's not what we not hear not what we need to hear right now. We lost by one point. Just mm-hmm. let us yeah. get on the bus and go home. Yeah. Which obviously like LeBron doesn't want to hear that, like, oh I'm the number two. Of all time. When I think it is, it's a pretty big compliment to be said that you're the number two. I mean, if I could say right now, I was like, I'm the number two basketball player in the world, I think I'd be pretty happy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be. be upset. Put me top 200. I'm good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just tell me I made the league. Like, no shit. <laughs> right. All right. Let's get into some of these um, themed would you rather questions, though. Uh, the first one, I think this is a very easy debate, too. I don't know. We'll see how you come in on this one. Cool Ranch Doritos or Nacho Cheese Doritos? Now, here's the thing. Except for the last two years. Don't give me some bullshit about how he can rebound and assist better than... We're talking kidding. about chips, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. like, God damn, what happened? <laughs> it used to be Nacho Cheese Doritos. I used to love them. I'd make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'd put them in between the sandwich and eat it. My uh-huh. grandma is in the group right now. She can verify that. What's up, Anita? Love you here. Shout out to grandma. Coolest G unit in the world. She can verify. I love nacho cheese Doritos. Family events, boom, they're there. Because we need someone to verify it. Because like that's do. I don't know if it's a believable I'm statement. I'm also just stunned that my grandma's listening to the show right now. I've been dropping F-bombs like crazy. Just songs like, ugh. So, <laughs> but over the last couple of years, it's like, actually, Cool Ranch pretty good very versatile chip you can eat it anywhere at any time and you're fine nacho cheese you got to lick it off your fingers it makes a mess you can't mm. wipe any crumbs off your shirt or you now put a new design on your t-shirt or whatever you're wearing it's like it just doesn't work out as much but cool ranch anytime anywhere they're cool it's right there in the name i actually i don't like cool ranch doritos but what's weird is like our our friend group like if we get together for anything like a tailgate my backyard parties, I don't even know what to call those anymore. Um, I buy Cool Ranch and Nacho Cheese Doritos because I know I'm the only motherfucker that's going to eat the Nacho Cheese Doritos. <laughs> so, like, I'm cool with that. It used to be like, why are we buying Cool Ranch Doritos? Nobody likes them, blah, blah, blah. Then I started to realize 
There are not many of us that like nacho cheese Doritos. Well, tell the These are all Wednesday mine. for me. They've been kind of giving me like a heartburn for some reason. So That's because you're stop. getting old. I'm aware. But I tried like, to tell you. You've like, graduated from like a, being a young like Tums guy. You're in the Prilosec era of your life. You dog, need to be taking tough. something one, two, three times a week <laughs> <laughs> to conquer that heartburn. I just tell the truth, Wednesday. Shit, dog. I used to be a big Tums guy, and sometimes I still pre Tums before I drink. Yeah, but I'm I'm a Prilosec guy now. I take it twice a week, and I don't battle with heartburn. I think even on the box, it's like, you should take this every day. And I'm like, I don't need it every day. So I take it on <laughs> Sunday mornings. Problem. <laughs> this is my thing. I take it on Sunday mornings because sometimes I drink on Saturdays, Fridays and Saturdays. So it's like, oh, I'm going to get it on Sunday morning before I eat anything. And we're going to stop it before it starts. And I also take it on Thursdays before, before I drink. <laughs> yeah, so before you're getting, a, right? oh, you're getting a little pre-layer and recovery layer. Yeah, Look pre-game, post-game. <laughs> yeah. And I no heartburn problems. And I feel like that one that I take on Sunday morning is good enough, strong enough to last through, like, usually a pretty mild Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Like, by Wednesday, it's like, eh, get a little close. Yeah. But by Thursday, it's like, boom, knocked out. You're not, you're not in a win today, Just heartburn. Just kind of teased you a little bit on Wednesday, <laughs> not no more. Mm-hmm. But if you like, if you don't want to eat nacho cheese Doritos, that's fine with me. It's more for me. All right. Just know I'm starting the bag with you, and I'm gonna be like, oh, son of a gun! But I'm gonna want more chips, so I'm gonna have to move over to the Cool Ranch. Laying on the ground, just like, oh, I ate five nacho yeah. cheese Doritos. I have to lay on my side, like in a field, with just like, so somebody get me the tums. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a nacho cheese guy. Um, also, the brand of chips called Munchies. Have you had those? Yeah, same situation where I, I ate them in a whole car ride and it got to my destination. It was just like begging for some Tums. Like, hey, <laughs> like, help me out. Yeah. That and like I love the those. amount of like, what do we want? Like, flavor dust? What do we, what do you call it? Nacho that? cheese dust? Yeah. Dorito dust? Like, just on your fingers? Yeah. After a while, man, it just kind of turns into like, it gets hard. Because <laughs> you've just, <laughs> I don't know how to say this. You've licked your fingers so much getting and all the dust off hard? that when you, yeah, and it's just like, okay, it's difficult. You right. lose some of the flavor. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. Um, how about this one? Would you rather live in a world where alcohol is illegal, but weed is legal, or alcohol is legal and weed is illegal? You know, I wouldn't mind a world where alcohol is illegal and weed is illegal. But I will say we currently live in a world right now where alcohol is illegal and weed is illegal. And my life freaking rocks right now. So I just want to keep it there. That's 100% my take too. Yeah. I'll smoke a little weed. I ain't got a medical card. Yeah. <laughs> and we're and not recreational not here. medical cards for you to drink. Like, yeah, here's your medical card so you can get blasted on a whatever mm-hmm. night. Yeah, I really hope my employer doesn't drug test me after this. Psych, I'm the HR department. (laughs) (laughs) Do I need to run to Walgreens? (laughs) Yeah, so I'm right there with you too. And I don't know, it's kind of cool to be able to go to just like a bar and have them mix drinks for you Mm -hmm. and things like that. If you couldn't do that, that would suck. Yeah, But, you know, there's still obviously ways and means of getting a little bit of weed and being like, yeah, that's fine. You know, I'm not... Asking you to do a whole lot behind the scenes, or maybe we've just been doing it for so long that I'm getting some to it. Yeah. cool blended stuff that I don't even know about. 
Got to be careful on these streets, dog. <laughs> yeah, for real, though. <laughs> for real. Um, would you rather brownies or gummies? Oh, man. Gummies scared the shit out of me, so I'm going to go brownies. Yeah. Because I've had a brownie, and it was an incredible evening. Mm-hmm. I've also had a gummy and just, like, pff, didn't move. Right. So, like, I'm going to go with the brownie mainly because I just trust it more. But at the same time with the gummy, I feel like it's – Which, this, I'm the same mind, way. It's, like, it's stupid, though, because you can gummy, make the brownie just as strong. Yes, but it's like, why the fuck is a gummy bear messing me up this much? Mm-hmm. Like, like from when I look at a gummy bear, I've always done this. Like, <laughs> yo, here's some like weed gummies. I'm like, so what? Did you like fill in the gummy bear like you know like head to like mid chest of just weed and the bottom still gummy part, or is it infused all of it? I don't know. This one time I was at uh, one of our local bars that we go to. It's called Whiskey Dicks. That is the name of the bar. Um, I, we Great say a lot of stuff here. I don't know why I've always been like afraid to be like, oh, I was at Whiskey Dicks. That's the name of the bar. It's great establishment. It's a little karaoke bar. I love it. One time I was there and somebody was like, hey, do you want a gummy bear? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, what kind? Yeah. Like, don't lie to me. Like, let's just talk about it. What kind of gummy bear? And they're like, no, just like gummy bear gummy bears. I'm like, so there's nothing in it? They're like, no, they're just gummy bears. And I was like, all right, weird that you're pushing gummy bears. But sure, I'll like give me two of them or whatever. And I eat two of these gummy bears. And then they were both in on the joke. And we're like, oh. Those are two fifty a piece. And I was like two fifty, two hundred and fifty, and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck did you just do to me? Like, I'm pretty new to the weed game. I gotta, and then, I gotta go home. I gotta go yeah, home. Like, you gave me five hundred milligrams when I thought I was just getting some Harbo's gummy bears. Like, I'm going to die, or at least in my brain, convince myself I'm going to die. And even after that, I've been kind of weird about gummies. How they weren't just fucking with me. They were they were fucking with me. It was just uh, regular old gummy bears. Okay, so they, I was like, oh yeah. my god. Uh, but I I think the look on my face, like they knew, like they were dying laughing, like you're fucked, like you're you are gonna die. That's five hundred <laughs> milligrams in two gummy bears. We've never I, had someone overdose on weed until right now. <laughs> you're about to be the first. You are gonna be the statistic. Uh, congratulations <laughs> on that one. So I've always been kind of a. A brownie as well. Also, like you get people that just like make good brownies, and then like, yep, we put a little bit of weed in here. Yeah. Like, oh, that's cool. Like this brownie's delicious. Yep. You did a good job. But with the gummies, it's like, yeah, it's just I didn't even really taste it. So I'm pro brownie as well. Yeah. I think uh, it was Jacob over here. He goes, I don't mess with the edibles. Like I'm either going to be high for two hours or three days. Completely agree. <laughs> so really, if I had to give this a true answer, is like usually edibles, I'm just kind of out on. Like, I'd much rather give, like, one or two hits off something, like, off a pan and be like, all right, cool, I'm good to go. Let me just coast. I like being, like, just a coaster through the night of just, like, solid mood and vibes start to end. Yeah. Edibles are are tricky. I've had some – I've had some experiences on edibles before. And I'll tell you, back in the day, one of the – how about this question for you? The highest you've ever been. The highest I've ever been – after I got divorced, so I used to smoke a little bit of weed with a couple of my friends, and it was like, I was married, so I was like, why are you doing this? I would get a lot of shit for like, oh, you, you smoked weed, even before I had children. It's like, why are you doing that? It's, it's like I was a bad person for smoking weed. So I didn't do it very often. Then I got divorced, and I was like, wait a second, there's no one telling me anymore that I can't smoke weed. <laughs> or that like, there's nobody who's going to judge me for smoking a little weed or eating an edible. So we went to a Royals game, uh, and it was in 2016. 
It's been a long time. But it was also the year that the Royals were getting their World Series rings. So we made a huge deal out of it. We had a giant tailgate, uh, like three cars of guys going up to Kansas City, meeting with friends and things like that. I think there was even like a group chat or a spreadsheet of like who's bringing what. And we had everything covered. And one of the you know friends was like, hey, like, I'll bring dessert. And somebody's like, oh, yeah, cool. What are you bringing? And he said, how about pot brownies? And it's like everybody in the group, even, you know, at that time, it's like, are we going to we gonna do this? Like, everybody cool with it? And I'm like, fuck yeah. I have no one to answer to. Bring me those pot brownies. Well, the batches got mixed up. And this dude brought incredibly strong brownies to a tailgate, a tailgate that we had been drinking at. Probably drinking for like two hours pretty heavily. Then he shows up. He has brownies. And it's like, not really sure how strong these are going to be, but like maybe take a little bit. And you'll be fine later. So me, not really partaking in a lot of weed at the time, I was like, I'll eat half a brownie. Like, that's fine. Like, I'll do half and then see how this hits me. And I'll be fine. So I, we're sitting there. Like, I eat half a brownie. It's been like an hour, hour and a half to where everybody's like, man, I don't think those are very strong. Like, no one's feeling it. So we all take more. Like, I ate another <laughs> half. And I tell you, as everybody in the chat probably knows and has experienced before, that was a fucking dumb idea. <laughs> so I take another half of this brownie. Other people do too. And I'm sitting there having the time of my life, uh, just sitting in like a lawn chair, drinking some beers, high off my ass. Everything's funny. Everything. I'm just dying laughing. And then I look across the tailgate and I see one of our other buddies, and he's just green. Green. Looks terrible. And he smokes daily. <laughs> he smokes a lot every day. And so I see him and he's green. And I'm like, what the fuck? What's happening? Like, what is going on right here? And homeboy's talking to a bag of chips. And he's like, you're going to be fine. Like, you're okay. It's okay. <laughs> and I'm like, if he's that fucked up, I'm about to die. <laughs> and then it got in my mind. Like I started getting super paranoid. And then it's like the alcohol and the weed and everything hit me at the same time. And, With and the, the paranoia. <laughs> and it, I started throwing up everywhere. Oh, everywhere. I threw up everywhere. Everywhere. Oh my God. I think just from the mix of, again, weed and alcohol sometimes are not friends and they fight each other and then you throw <laughs> up. Uh, and then also the paranoia of like, I thought I was going to be the first person to overdose on weed that day. Kauffman Stadium parking lot. And then I start throwing up. And then I think once it was a chain reaction. Once I start throwing up, other people start throwing up. And it's like everybody who had some brownies threw up that day. Oh. Yeah. Had a, a couple friends made it into the game. That's how bad it was. There was a large group of us that couldn't even go to the game. We had to go back to our hotel room and check in there and then be like, hey, what happened with that game last night? Like, that, was, <laughs> that was cool. But that was the highest I've ever been. I'm talking just paranoid, out of my mind, throwing up everywhere. But then the, also the chain reaction of, oh, shit, he looks sick. Now that I'm sick, now this guy's sick, now that guy's sick. It was terrible. Very fun day for a while and still – so fun to talk about and just be like, hey, remember how fucked up we got at Kauffman Stadium? <laughs> I mean, I was, I think the, I can talk about it now. I was teaching at the time. I had to take the day off the next day. <laughs> and then, you know, I go back to teaching on like a Tuesday morning and people are like, how was the game? Like, that was so cool. I, was, I have to be honest with you. 
Didn't go. Couldn't get into the game. And they were like, why? I was like, I drank too much. <laughs> no, took an edible. But I'm still, I'm pro brownies. And it did later come out that the batch had gotten mixed up and that they were supposed to be pretty weak brownies. But we got these super strong brownies that just took a while, obviously, for, to kick in. Absolutely terrible. Highest Brooks, I've ever been. <laughs> Brooks in the chat. Edibles don't work until you start talking shit on them for not working. Mateo mentioned <laughs> that your brain stops getting stoned around 300 milligrams, I guess. So what happens with the other 200 milligrams that you would have taken? Are they just on pause till the 300 wears off and then it just That's when the like scary charges? Up to 300, it's like you're good, you're just high. <laughs> so like three to five. go take a break? Like It's like, all right, we'll wait our turn. Wham, here we are. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> And then he goes, oh, so your friend was talking to Dr. Lays? That is fucking hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Ah, oh, man, I'm telling you again, this dude smokes probably more than anybody. Anybody that I know. Yeah. Just a lot. Yep. Uh, to see him talking himself down, but also doing it to a bag of chips, one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Especially if he's over there saying, like, you're going to be okay, you're fine. I didn't know that's what he was saying. I just, I've always pictured it. You've heard this. Story. Yeah, you've heard the story before. I've you thought I was just pictured talking. him just be like, yo, like, what's up, Chips? You're pretty no. good. How you doing? Uh, I, I guess didn't know it was like, a, hey, you're fine. Like, no. just and keep scared. it together. Like, whispering, like, oh my, like, we're fine. We're good. Like, we're going to make it out of this. Just Does control he yourself. That? Uh, I don't know. I have to ask him. Oh my God. He listens so to the podcast. Funny. So I'm sure he's not in the chat, but. Yeah, he's gonna hear the story. He's like, "Yeah, I was I was fucked up that day." And he was. Kudos to him, though. He made it into the game. Like he's talking himself down to a bag of chips, but it worked. I should have done it. (laughs) Should have should have joined the calming down instead of being like, "Oh, I'm dead." (laughs) Right? People. (laughs) Could you imagine someone would walk by to all of you are holding a bag of chips? Like, you're okay. You're fine. You're gonna make it. So we had other people like join us later, like other friends, <laughs> after the brownies had kicked in with everyone. And they thought we were the weirdest guys possible. Like some people couldn't talk. Then I start throwing up and they're like, what is going on with these dudes? Like they are, they are Struggle weird. Bussing. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was quite the day. That's the highest I've ever been though. God, that is, ex- I love that story. Like every time <laughs> you get ready to tell them like, let's go, buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Like seven years in the making on this one. Uh, last one for you guys. A little bit of a long show today. Uh, favorite movies that, to smoke to? Or that you would like to smoke to? Uh, Dazed and Confused, I have smoked to, which was I thought was the first time I watched it. It was like, oh, I probably just need to be high watching this. And I was. And it was great. Uh, any Seth Rogen movie, I think, automatically has to make the list. Um, except the one that's about food, because I feel like that would freak me out as soon as I started watching the food get cooked. It would be like, ooh, yep, that's kind of messed up. But that'd be it. Uh, then the TV shows, if I had to go from movies to TV shows, it's Family Guy becomes ten times funnier when you're stoned. Yeah, you, you have people in the chat asking for your highest experience. My highest experience? Mm-hmm. <sighs> it happened in college. I was uh, going to say, I can think of one, but it's not my story to tell for me? Yeah. We're at uh, Buddy's house. And you were oh. sleeping on the couch. You couldn't move. You lost the ability to walk and move. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did for yes. Right, let's go with that story. That's a good story. Because uh, there's two instances where, like, if I smoke and then I have a seat, it's like my body just 
doesn't want to move. It's like the most comfortable spot in the world. And I think like my legs just all of a sudden weigh a thousand pounds and same with my arms. So they had a weed pen. I'd taken a couple hits off of it. And, uh, my last one that I did was pretty strong pull. And they, both of them go, it was a couple and they go, Ooh, uh, that was pretty strong. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, uh, just go ahead and have yourself a seat. And I was like, all right, whatever. Fine. Like we're fine. We kept drinking. And then I just settled into the spot and everyone's getting ready to go to bed and I'm sitting on the couch, just chilling. And I look over at my hand and I'm like, Oh my God, I have a massive fucking hand. And I'm just Which, like, by the way, you don't, I don't No, I do think like I have a pretty big palm. Fingers are kind of small. It's so whatever. But at the time I'm just seeing like, man, my hand is actually just huge. Like I've just been like disappointed in my hand size this whole time for absolutely no reason. This thing is fucking massive. Look at this bare paw of a hand or just the thoughts going through my mind. And I'm just looking at it. And you guys look at me and you're like, are you okay? And I said it out loud. Yeah, my hand is just huge. And then you guys just started laughing at me. And I just, I fell asleep right in that spot. And I woke up six hours later to the birds chirping outside the window and their dog wanting to go to the bathroom. And I was just like, oh my God. And then I decided to lay down and like sleep for the next couple hours until you guys were up and ready to go. And that right. was the highest I'd ever been story. Yeah, you were trapped on that couch. I was. And like, if we were making a movie of that night and talking about your hand size, your hand size would have been like two feet by three feet. Like, you oh. thought it was abnormally big. Not just like, man, look at my hand. It's the size of LeBron James's. <laughs> you thought it was like as big as your torso. My hand is. <laughs> and could massive. not believe it. Like, wanted to show us. And be like, <laughs> yeah. look at how big my hand is. So it wasn't even like, a, oh, I believed that my hand was big. It's like you like you were proud of it. Y'all got to check this out. I <laughs> wanted to show it off. <laughs> that was – and I don't think you did move at all night. No, I think I somebody didn't. went down to check on you later, and it was like you were in the exact same position. I think I maybe unbuttoned my shirt. That's, your, that's also a big country move. Just, I don't know why. I just – Got to let the chest breathe, bud. <laughs> you get to a point. I guess maybe it's the 300 milligram point, and you're like, this shirt needs unbuttoning. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to throw up. Let me unbutton my shirt. For what <laughs> reason, Austin? If you, get, if you get pretty drunk or pretty high, it, buttons are just the worst. They're your enemy. You're like, why the fuck <laughs> is this shirt buttoned? <laughs> For any reason. Could be hot out, cold out, and you're just like, no, fuck these buttons. <laughs> This shirt needs to breathe. The amount of stories that I've heard over the last six months of just like, why did you unbutton your shirt? And I was like, honestly, I didn't know I did. That's what, on it, to be completely honest, I've stopped wearing button-ups out. And you guys are like, why are you always in a hoodie? Because I can't fucking unbutton this and embarrass myself in front of these pretty ladies. <laughs> yeah. um, a couple funny movies that I have liked to smoke weed to or would, would like to. Uh, Dazed and Confused is one. I think that was maybe the first time I'd ever watched a movie in smokes weed is like oh we have to watch dazed and confused so i like that one a lot too i like that movie just all the time pretty good uh bill and ted's excellent adventures those movies while high uh, yeah but i also have to be very careful because uh, a couple other ones on my list willy wonka uh, i love watching that one i've done that actually a couple times um wizard of oz and uh, bill and ted have kind of scared me before I yeah, I feel like Wizard of Oz was scared the shit. Like, what is it? The flying monkeys or whatnot? Yeah. I would lose it. Mm -hmm. and I, that's, I'd probably be screaming. I'm like, ah! Right. I, to, I mean, I've told that story. I think I did about that movie, Don't Look Up. <laughs> I, I tried to watch that movie, got super scared and paranoid, and was like, fuck this. Like, I gotta turn it off. <laughs> I thought the world was going to end it, and I was not that high. 
<laughs> Actually, I take that back. I was I pretty high. You said it. Can't move, want to dance, kind of scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my right. God. I fucking loved you telling me that. So the first time in the bar, you're telling me, like, can't move, kind of scared, want to dance. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I did. I I had my own dance party after after I got home and then settled in in the bed and was just kind of like, hey, let's watch a movie. Like, I just heard a buddy of mine be like, hey, watch this. It's really good. And I did. But it's like a it's a doomsday movie. Yeah. It's an end of the world like comet gonna hit the earth movie. I got so freaked out that I'm I had to turn it off. And so even like earlier today somebody mentioned like, oh Jurassic Park, I like, guess cool one. I couldn't because I would convince myself in my high mind the dinosaurs have come back. Would the little lizards a kill the girl uh, at the beginning or whatnot? That would freak me out. Like anytime I see lizards, I'd be like, This motherfucker's gonna eat me up. Yeah, I know you. I you am judging you based on your ancestors. Yeah, so I Jurassic Park's going to be a no for me. A couple movies that I find hilarious, Grandma's Boy and Biodome. Next question, have you seen either one of those? I've seen Grandma's Boy, not Biodome. Did you like Grandma's Boy? I can't remember. I did. There were moments that I thought was funny. I knew it was one of those movies as I was watching. Like I'm sure if I watched this again, I would think it was funny. But the first time, it's just like, like this is stupid funny. Yeah, it is. It's dumb. Biodome is the same way. The, I've even the seen, plot for it is, is I don't just, think I've even seen – yeah, I've never even seen the cover actors in this movie. <laughs> I know the actors that are in it looking at it, but, like, I did not know they did this movie. It wasn't – it's not, like, a super popular movie, so I'd give you that one. It's kind of like a cult-following movie where, like, oh, we watched this yeah. in the mid-'90s. I thought it was absolutely hilarious as a kid. <laughs> and then, uh, obviously, again, I need to watch it while high because I actually haven't. I haven't seen that movie in – in 20 years probably it's an old one yeah it's probably 26 years yeah came out in 96 yeah and uh you know that's pretty much it for us today don't be afraid to uh leave those comments tweet at us let, let us, us know, know if you're your brownies most, versus gummies let us know your most high story i like to hear that I, from i need to hear that from people from a couple of the people that are in the chat and then i know we're listening to this i wouldn't or you know what dms are open yeah too send those to us i might read I them tomorrow ask my uh... <laughs> Family member that's in the chat about this. I would. Uh, I've always said it. We talked about this a while back. I think it was on Twitter. Like top five people that you would like to smoke weed with. Yeah. Uh, like Snoop Dogg made my list because I. That's just like a cool. That's an iconic. Absolutely. One. Uh, so I think maybe I put Seth Rogen. I don't remember. I think that would be a good one. Like Willie Nelson, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. There are a lot of just stoners my, out there. I put my grandparents on it. I was gonna say I, my mom is on there. You know, I think my grandparents would be freaking hilarious. And just like I'm going to convince you that Michael Jordan is better than LeBron James, I'm going to convince my mom to do it. It might take a while. Your mom was probably at home just like, you ain't got to convince me to do shit, son. <laughs> Where are you at? <laughs> if she's hiding it from me, I'm going to be pissed. But I don't think she is. But one of these days, it's going to happen. Hell yeah. <laughs> it will. All right, that is it for us today. We appreciate you guys. Uh, let us know those stories. Let's hear about them. Uh, we want to know. Also, brownies versus gummies, best movies to watch, things like that. I know this is a, uh, a little bit of a holiday for a lot of people, so we thank you for taking time out of your holiday to join us here on Mic'd Up. Again, we're here every weekday right in the call-in app. This is the best place to get the podcast. And when you join us live, you get to comment. You get to read about it. Uh, we, we're pretty good about reading off some of these comments. Sometimes the chat starts blowing up and we can't get to all of them. But we appreciate you guys joining us today. Big Country and I will be back tomorrow right here at 10 a.m. in the call-in app.